What's up, baby? It's the Dark Horses Grizzly O. Tomahawk, baby. What's up? We're on the three count podcast here with Red Dog, and we're ready to go. You know it. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winter Ring, and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, and like I've been asking you for so many of these episodes, it's time that you guys just say, okay, just fess up to it, just get to knowing it. I am your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can, and that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. So who's entering the ring today? That's right. They come to us from EWA, ATCW, C3W, Icon Pro Wrestling, School of Morton. They are the best kept secret in the DMV. Thanks to Tomahawk, Grizzlyo. they are the Dark Horses. Hey, what's up, man? Appreciate that, man. Appreciate the love, for real. That was, that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So, yo, so full transparency for everybody who's, like, wanting to know, like, how this happened. Uh, we met, actually, at C3W last summer. Um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of, like, I, I was watching you guys work, and I was like, yo, I'm a huge fan. I was like, I need to get these guys on the podcast. And I kind of, like, I'm not in front. Like, I didn't, like just kind of like slip my memory and then just like continue on. But then we ran into each other at EWA yep. and I was like, Oh yeah. I was like, I want to get these guys on the podcast. And I'm like working, 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 trying to figure out how I was going to get into EWA. And fortunately I actually had the pleasure of getting to work with Tomahawk. And uh, then from there it was like, Hey, oh, I got this podcast and uh, I want to get you guys on. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. It was uh, yeah, it was definitely like a crazy moment. Cause you know, we walked in, well, I walked in and it was like, you know, I didn't even know who I was working, you know what I mean? So it was, like, kind of, like, they were doing the tournament tapings, and, like, I just walked in there completely, like, I had no clue. So it was dope to get to see you in there and be, like, and especially we get to work and put on a good match. Wish there was a crowd, but, you know what I'm saying? It's, <laughs> it's all good, you know, we got to do what we got to do. We put in work. It was definitely uh, one of the highlights of the entire tournament, too, for real. Just watching it from the outside in and, and being a competitor in it. You guys, you guys killed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun, too. Like, what made it even better was, like, it was like this quick, like seven minute match that just like you just it was hard hitting. Like I feel like uh aside from like your guys' match that you guys end up having like in the in, in the show, right? At EWA's uh show, it was like I, I felt like it was like one of those hard hitting matches that I don't think people really expected to find and like you got it right there and like every all the aspects of it was like a cool story being told that was like two dudes are just obviously like trying to one up and one guy being a heel and I had to jump you from behind. Sorry, man. It's just like, <laughs> money, money and contract, man. That's what it works. We don't hate, we don't hate, you know, we understand every move that's made. You know what I mean? Hey, <laughs> hey, low, key, low key. It's a privilege when people got to do that type of thing to us, you know, even though it sucks and we're on the bad end of it. We get it, you know. We we we've earned that, you know. People see the dark horses, or even if they don't know us, they size us up, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna have to jump this dude. <laughs> <laughs> I yo, I appreciate it a hundred percent. But I gotta ask because, like, right off the jump, I want to know who are the dark horses. Mm. Uh, tales of time, baby. For real, for real. Uh, as you said it uh, earlier on, uh, we feel that we are the best kept secret in the DMV, right? When it comes to professional wrestling. Uh, we are also uh, the Moco Mac Daddies, right? Uh, we are uh, the uh, your baby mom's favorite tag team. I don't know, right? Um, 
But what we also are first and foremost is brothers, right? Uh, life, life, you know, dictated that. You know, we're not, we're not. It's not blood, but life definitely dictated the the route that we ended up uh, taking in life. You know, we were the dark horses before pro wrestling. Yeah. You know what I mean? On several uh, different stages or facets of life. You know what I mean? Whether it was sports or even just going through the things that life threw at us. Yeah. Nah, and it's like when it comes down to the wrestling aspect of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I mean, just even defining what a dark horse is, you know what I'm saying? It's someone that's not meant to be successful. <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> you go through like a dark horse, you go through an underdog, you know, everyone on the planet thinks that the person ain't going to win. That person's not going to succeed. The underdogs and the dark horses don't, they don't think that way. They think they're the top dogs. They think they're going to be doing what they're supposed to do. And I think throughout our career um, and our life, just, you know, just living, um, I think we've proved that to not only to ourselves, but everyone that doubts us. So, yeah, no, I, it's, it's funny because you guys are, are mentioning it. Like, you guys were, like, always, you know, always being looked down on and stuff like that. But you're always, like, seeming to come back and you keep pushing back. And I I relate to you guys' story because I know even like, for me, like, high school was just, like, people were just always writing me off. And then to hear, you know, some people will be like, hey, you know what? You're never going to do those things that you want to do. And yet you always find a way to, like, accomplish those things. So watching you guys work, I'm like, I can see the story being told that you guys always feel like you have something bigger to prove and you guys keep pushing up the mountain. So it's definitely cool to see you guys have that story to be able to relate to it. I appreciate that. That's that's really cool. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, what we do is storytelling, right? It is the art of storytelling. It is a different medium than most. I guess perceive it as right, mm-hmm. but uh, when we go out there, I think one of the golden rules that we always have in our mind is no wasted space, no wasted movement, yeah. right? Of course, you don't succeed all the time, right? But you you aim for that, you aim for that that a hundred percent like hit rate on that goal, and uh, the closer you get to it, you know, the better the match for sure every time. Yeah, definitely, I like that too, and I just kind of I I just need to know like what drove you into getting into the sport. It's getting choppy again. Yeah, yeah, it's chopping out a bit. Damn. Say one more time. What what got you into the sport? Oh man, oh man. <laughs> I know. A quick answer for him is Shawn Michaels. I mean, that's like his. That was like his his god even to this day. You know what I'm saying? Like at a young age, we watched wrestling. We was watching wrestling at a very very young age. You know what I'm saying? And then you know when we met in sixth grade, um, I mean for the most part, it's like that's how we connected. You know what I'm saying? Every day after school, we're going back. We're watching. You know, old school VHSs, you know what I'm saying? Playing like PlayStation 1, you know, SmackDown, you know what I'm saying? Playing but N64. PlayStation you know 2 came yeah, out. Like, we're like, getting all the games on there. Yeah, so like, we, were, we were literally just like so infatuated with this like lifestyle, you know what I mean? Not just the sports entertainment aspect, but the lifestyle that it all brought, you know what I'm saying? The bigger than life, you know, you always hear people saying the same stuff about that, but it's, you know, it's not a cliche if it's true. Like it's so true that it just resonated with us so much, um, like on such a big scale, you know what I'm saying? And uh, but I give most of the credit for this dude. I mean, you know, he started out. Um, well, you lost your job, right? Yeah, essentially, like, it was a. Uh, I got a. Uh, was it, my position was eliminated from the company I was working at. I had received a severance package, and I was like, "Damn, what do I want to do?" Right? Because after working for so long, I was like, "Damn, I don't have anything that's mine. I can clearly lose this something like this at any point in time, even if I'm, you know, just doing my thing." I was like, man, I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Took the money, moved my ass to Hagerstown from the DMV, Silver Spring area, Montgomery County. Um, I moved to Hagerstown, started at the House of Pain, paid uh, paid up the school up front for a year, uh, uh, paid up my, also my rent out there, really did the thing for a while. Um, they were asking me to, to if I wanted to be a part of a tag team, 
and there was there was there was a name out there that I definitely thought of, right? And um, but even then, in in my heart and my head, this guy, you know, what I mean, we, this is what we had talked about, right? Like we, he's sitting there talking about the video games. Yo, we could have always sit that sat there and played against each other, which we did, of course. But like, yo, tag team wrestling, yeah. it was always something we did, right? Wearing the master, everybody's finishing moves, all the cool moments, little things you could end up doing as the, you know as the games develop. We always wanted to be that, and. And sometimes it's surreal. We're sitting there after a show, you know, chatting with the boys and chatting amongst ourselves. And the conversations we're having is very reminiscent of those days when we play the video game. And then, you know, probably eating pizza later on, talking about what we did in the game. And it's like, now we do it in real life. And, you know, <laughs> and it comes down to like, you know, I mean, we, you know, we grew up watching like all these amazing taxis. I mean, we, like the attitude that I had so many characters and so many absolute, like, just, like kind of like revolutionized tag team wrestling for the most part. I mean, you had you know the Edge and Christian, Dudley Boys, Hardy Boys, but then like even at like Too Cool, you know, yeah, X Pac and Kane, APA, and APA. You know, you had all of these like these tag teams that were like you know because every storyline mattered in the Attitude Era. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. everything mattered. So all these tag teams were just so filled with character, and they gave them so much time, like screen time, that just resonated with us. Like, man, we can really like go out and. Do anything we want. A lot is said about the heavyweight picture at that time, right? In terms of like how everybody was like a top contender and every guy thought that they should be the guy, right? That was the case in the tag team division too. And 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 if any single tag team, let's say let's rank them like one through ten, you would almost believe every single team could be that tag team champion, you know, the moment they won it. And and that's something we want to recreate within ourselves and with anybody that steps in the ring with us, right? On any given night, even if you don't see yourselves with that, we're gonna make you feel that way. We're going to make you feel for one night only. You know what? Yo, we went out there and we recreated the same stuff we grew up on. Yep. Yo, I like that, though. And I definitely, like, when we – it was funny because, like, when we were playing our match, originally Tom Hawk, like, we were we were talking to back and we legit were talking about, well, yeah, we could just kind of slow play it. And then we saw, like, every other match was, like, kind of, like, slow played. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the moment that we were, like – then you came with the idea of, like, hey, we're going to change this on the fly. We're going to do this. And I was like, bet, let's run it. And oh, yeah. you're right. Like even in that, so, yo, that match, I felt I was like, dude, like I was like, I'm showing this match to everybody. <laughs> it's like because it's just fire. Because you're right. Like I got done. I was like, yo, I had so much fun. I was like, I felt like this was like the superstar type moment, kind of like match that you would have with somebody. So yeah, oh, no, yeah. and I had a blast doing it. And like you know, the one thing that you know, I mean, obviously you're in the game. You know, what I'm saying you've been doing this for quite some time too. So you know that like, like there's people in the back that just don't watch the matches before them. You know what I mean? And like, for us, we're like, dude, like, fuck that. Like we want to really like see what's going on out there. Cause you don't want to give like, even though we didn't have a crowd, you know, even it was, you know, it was a taping, like you don't want to give like, like the same match back to back. You don't want to see them. You, nobody wants to see the same spots over and over and over with two different costumes on. Like you want to see something different and unique. And I think that me and you, we definitely gave like a very hard hitting fast paced and then bro- broke it down. And then I think that it was a nice change of pace um, for the whole tournament itself. Um, for sure. I mean, like, even with him, like, no, dear Grizzlies, apologies, <laughs> broke the fourth wall on him. We but already, no, we already, yeah. no, but, um, but like with his matches, like, you know, he had, he had like the uh, big man versus little man. And like, there was not like, for the most part, I mean, I think that Anthony dude, he had one that was like that, but that was pretty much like a, you know, he just, yeah, yeah. He just crushed that a little bit. Yeah, 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 but like, his fun. was like with Eddie Bloss. I mean, that was an amazing match yeah, because yeah. And, and there was it was something story. different on the card. You know, and and it was, it was like, a story, a story to be told. Like, again, even on the, on the way up to the show, we're like, Yo, we hate when tournaments get played, right? Because the concept of a tournament should it should be beautiful, right? Like every match, you should believe that every single guy that is walking in those ropes has a chance to get to the next round at the very least, right? Right. So 
when we sit there and do that, like you guys brought that hard hitting match. And you know what's crazy? Something that happens between us a lot is <laughs> the way we work. We're so in tune. We've been doing our singles thing for a bit now, and we'll see things that we both like called, and we're like, wow. Yeah. And we do it slightly different. Like, it's like a five percent sweep, but it's like, damn, yo, we call the same. You guys went with, you guys had the, you know, you got jumped, right? You jumped them, right? Eddie, I was like, oh, damn. I was like, yo, you're gonna kick me in my nuts and then talk trash. You're not gonna start all the way hot, like you know what I mean? Like we had already called it. We had called the state almost the same start, and I was like, no, now you're gonna. I was like, you're gonna sit there and talk your trash because we also had a story. Eddie's been in a bunch of stuff with me where he's always on the short end of the stick. Right. So what better way to make it believe that he's really about to pull the carpet from under me to move on to the next round. Right. He finally gets a one on one moment with me. And I really wanted to, you know, the, the guy puts in work. You know what I mean? So I wanted him to feel like he had a fight like that, too. And at the end of the day, like, you know, took it took it right from under him. You know what I mean? Hit him with a belly to belly off the second you know, and one, two, three. But it was fun. Yeah, it's definitely cool. Like, especially because when you when you look at something like in a tournament, right. You want to believe, like, when you look at the list, like, everybody on that tournament is going to win regardless, right? Yeah. And it's it's something that I feel like, and I, and it's, thanks for saying I've been in for a while, but I've only been in for, like, I've just been over two, for over two years now. But uh, it's it's one of those cool things that you you figure out, like, pretty quick that, like, everything everything has to be unique about you, like, when you're in a tournament, right? Whether it's the match play or your your gear or the way you just like carry yourself, even your character work has to be different from everybody else to make you believe that you're the individual who's going to like stand through it. And like watching, watching certain matches on certain programs and I'm not just throwing out one, but there's tons of them out there. It feels like it's like either like the big guy, little guy matchup, like every, every show, or you'll have like the five superstars on one side and like the five dudes who eh, maybe could do it. And then you're just like, I don't believe that yeah. <laughs> one of the guys from the superstar side of clear is going to win this. But it was definitely fun, like, seeing something different in, like, the aspect of, like, your match and then, obviously, like, Tomahawk and I's match. But even, like, my match that I ran with Sean Raymond, right, like, right before that, like, full transcri- transparency, somebody may have said that that was, like, one of the best matches they've seen Sean have. And I was like, that's very mm-hmm. cool. I appreciate that. I was like, I really just kind of, like, sold a lot for him and like made it like everything look bigger but i was like in the in the aspects of everything it was cool to be able to be attached to something like that and then go from like this kind of style match into like this hard hitting fest and just kind of show a versatile of uh the versatility that i have like in my in my game so you know you guys clearly have been able to adjust and move through your guys this time so i need to know like through you guys the experience that you guys have with every tag team like what is like one thing that you've been able to pull away from each of you guys' matchups that like have molded dark horses into who they are today? Well, I mean, I would say like starting off, um, you know, the first, you know, like maybe like three, four years, we had um, the tag team out of uh, House of Pain in West Virginia, um, out in EPPW. They had a company called EP, uh, EPPW, it's the Crucial Impact. I mean, we had, I think that was like the first tag team that like, really truly like we worked well with we had insane chemistry and we learned so much from them because they've been in the game for as long as they were vets to us you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like even to this day like we'll hit them up and be like it's just like love man like like we had so much respect and like um you know it it, it was insane how how much of a hump they got us over i think mm-hmm. just uh, just off of like psychology and like technique alone 
um that was that was one of the biggest eye openers like all right man we can like yeah we're doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing uh, we're on the path to learning more and doing more and they definitely were the first ones that like really pushed us to that level i think for sure i think just starting off with it but we had you know yeah uh one of the things that stands out the most about us with them um they have certain core moments burned in my head that when i look back i'm like that looked like tv yeah. right and the crowd reacted the right way the one of the, one of the main ones he caught one of them the old uh flair fitness uh Hit the what is it, hit the tombstone on the chair mm-hmm. for the win. I remember seeing that the lighting in the place, the crowd reaction, everything perfect. It was yeah. perfect, right? And and those guys allowed us to really experience those moments first uh, with them. And um, I think one of the things goes back to what you were just saying uh, prior to this is about the selling, right? Um, when we stepped in the ring with them, we understood uh, what they meant to the area and and, and the history behind them. So like and like just to cut in real quick, like is we call the dark horse, we're the we're DMV's best kept street secret. That's West Virginia's best kept secret. Like sure. the crucial impact should have been like like and I'm not saying that by any means, I'm not taking away from what they did, but like these are guys that could have been TV if they wanted to do that. Like mm-hmm. like if they wanted to, they could have done that. Like no problem. These guys were really just really good. Yeah. Uh, but my I mean to cut you, I just had to say no, <laughs> no, because that is that is well deserved for real, man. Um and and, and then uh, in a shout out to them, even after that, you know, they chose to give back by creating a company yeah. and creating a platform for everybody. That was amazing. But uh, again, these guys really pushed us. Um, and I guess because they saw we were so willing, right? Like, again, the selling, the, the willing to do things in the ring, right, to create those moments. Those guys, that they they sat there and rolled that, that wave with us, right? Absolutely. They took they took all that stuff that we wanted to do, that they, I guess, always wanted to do and have a team that was as game, right? Because they're the closest team, thing to us that we've ever faced. Right, they're 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 just as much as brothers as we are, right? They're, and with more time in the game than us, uh-huh. and, and so to to really pick their brains, whether it was us going toe to toe and really throwing throwing the hands the way we were, or in the back of the locker room talking about whatever we needed to talk about, they they were always they were or just pleasure. like life in general. I mean, mm-hmm. they really they were really good guys, uh, really good guys for sure. And uh, you know, they were they retired. You know, they they hung up the boots, but definitely like one of the early like just. Game changers for us, I think, as a tag team. Mm-hmm. Getting the EWA was probably the the second, like, I think, like, like holy shit moment for us. You know, like being able to have EWA um, as our like home base for so long, and really hone it in and be able to work all these tag teams, and um, you know, be on you know, like we said, one side of the fence or the other. Um, that you know, we learned from a lot of lot of like very talented people, like very talented. I mean, we, when we were supremacy, I mean, we had you know, TJ Sykes and then later Pat Anthony, like then those two guys in the area are like some of the most knowledgeable guys you can be around. Yeah, for sure. You know I mean? Corey Bush. I mean, Corey Bush, I mean, I consider Corey Bush like our teacher. Yeah. Like that's my mentor to this day. Like I talk to this man like every day, like he has helped us in the wrestling business for psychology and just everything for the most Continually part. Continually pushed us. Yeah, yeah. Right. From the start. You like, know what I mean? So the, 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 the phrase iron sharpen, iron sharpens iron. It's the dark horses and Corey Bush sharpening each other, but then he finds ways for us to further push us in the competition that we've always had within us to just be the best we are and then be the best when we're together, right? Corey even finds ways to do that for us, and and and, and very few people can can you know what I mean? yeah, and uh, that's a gift. Absolutely. No, that's, it's cool that you guys said like you have guys your mentors that you guys kind of like rely on. And I think that's like 
one thing that helps like within within just like life right not even just like in the wrestling but within with life but inner wrestling is very big important and it's something i've kind of started to take on and just like learn is that you gotta have like good mentors like always yeah. around you like you gotta have someone that like it could be like they may get annoyed but at two o'clock in the morning you might text them and they might give you back an answer not to saying that i've ever done it thought about it but never done it but you know you're just looking for that person you're like hey man like there's this thing going on and i just kind of figure out how i can do this to be better right and then you know you kind of and, and then they answer you and then you're just like thanks for uh for staying up and talking with me about Absolutely. it mm-hmm. but yeah well, you yeah. always look for yeah. that person to sharpen you yeah and i think for us i mean we've had you know we we've had such an unorthodox upbringing in this business like one of the reasons why we're dark horses, you know, I mean, still like everything falls in line. This is not a gimmick. It's like literally us. Like, you know what I mean? Like as cliche as that sounds, it really is because how we, we got into this business. I mean, starting at house of pain in Hagerstown, you know what I mean? Like that learning how we learned on the fly um, just based off that was just kind of how they ran things. You know what I'm saying? Like we would have two shows a week. We would have two trainings a week. Um, but the two shows were in front of crowds, 20, 30 people at that 10, five, sometimes, but it was twice a week. I mean, my first, I was in a battle Royal before I even had a training session for the most part, my training sessions was with him and he was only in the game for a year before me. So like there was this stigma, I think for a while, but it took us a little bit of time to kind of find the people to truly learn a lot from and really like bring the best out of us. And, and, you know, there was guys like, like we said, like TJ Sykes, you know, we had uh, Corey Bush, Robbie Page was a huge one. Like Butch has on like a like more like a life level. Like we, I always have love for that guy. Dick Harakoff was always always showed us love. Um, you know what I mean? So we've had and Chucky Manson. I mean, we've had these guys that really like kind of like took us under their wing and like I said, kind of brought us to the levels while teaching us what we needed to know to like stay there and move on above, above it. So we had a very very different way of um upbringing in this and like you know because of that stigma and that reputation you know what i'm saying it's been it's been a road for us it's it's, it's been a road but we love adversity we really love it. for real yeah. and, and it's crazy like, when he says like when you step in that ring all of us have something to prove right but we definitely feel that our reputation is literally like at stake every time we step in that ring because there is this stigma around how we've come up uh how we how we may be perceived so as soon as we step in that ring, almost every single time we step in that ring with somebody, we feel like, oh, they 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 believe they believe that hype, right? Uh, once that bell is, is, has rang at the end of the match, we know they don't. Yeah, you know, you feel it throughout the match. Yeah, you know, you start to feel more that more that uh, okay, this guy this guy isn't what I thought he is, and, and we're gonna we're gonna go out here and, and do our best to make a masterpiece, right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. So I'm curious with all the matches that you guys have had, what's the worst bump you guys have taken? <laughs> you want to go first? Because I, I got a few. I got to run them through my head real worst quick. Bump. <laughs> Actually, our first match at EWA was a – we went up there just to meet uh, Jim Christian, just mm-hmm. to meet the owner, um, uh, and, you know, just do our networking thing, you know. Uh, I guess the tag team had like called out or, or they couldn't show. So they threw us in a triple threat, number one contender. I think <laughs> we went from going to network. Yeah. Going to network to, being, to have, yeah. To having our first cage match for the, for the, for the <laughs> in a new company yeah. at their biggest show of the year. You know, their cage match is usually the biggest show of the year for the number one contender. Show. Yeah. Right. So, so that was a, and it was a triple threat. And um, I, th- I took um, a, like a running knee, I think, or something like that. And like, 
I, I completely ate it, like ate like knee straight to my temple and like knocked me out for a bit. And I was, you know, that was one of the roughest ones just because like, I think I was like, I'm going to eat this, you know, I'm going to eat this shit in a new company. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this look good, but like I, <laughs> I didn't turn that too quick and just completely ate in me. And I was like down, I was like, Oh dude, we got like, 10 more minutes of this match left. This was not a good idea. <laughs> no, but yeah, I was, I was uh, seeing stars and, you know, I was a uh, sensitive delight for a couple of days. So that was, that was, I had a concussion on that one, but that was one of the gnarly ones. Yeah. See, um, so, yeah. He's had a, yeah. See, that was like more one that like, yeah, you called it, but you didn't call it to like, you know, expect it, you know, to be so gnarly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I got a few that I'd like, I just, I've called and I'm like, the guys are always like, for real, dude. Like, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do this. Um, most recent, uh, we set up a ladder on two chairs, like a table, and um, I I got basically hit with a chariot, our finishing move, right through the ladder, folded instantly. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Uh, the relief of just being alive and feeling all my limbs was yeah. like the silver <laughs> lining, though. So I was like, but uh, clean though, it's super clean. It did, it did. Um, this this other one I gotta mention because this one was bad. I thought I didn't think it was gonna be this bad, and I, I guess I, I'm also leaning on one side, and that's what made it hurt really bad. EWA, the uh, the school, right? You seen the setup, the the garage door. For yeah. lighting reasons, they had it like set up halfway. I. I just called getting Irish whip right into it. <laughs> Hit that thing back, smack the ground. Now that that that's that that's that, those two right there for. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because you mentioned like a hit and like the one thing that like <laughs> Tomahawk in our match, like you were doing that cannonball spot, and I remember like leaning on the second rope and I was like, Yo. Yo, I was like, I was sitting on the rope too, and I was in a buckle, and I was like, yeah. And so I like, I didn't even lean. I was like, I'm just, it is what it, I'm just gonna take this. And then like, as you came in, you try to adjust, and I was like, nah. And I just remember like eating it all, and I just remember like hitting the buckle, and I was like, I should have definitely ducked. I yeah, yeah. Definitely <laughs> ducked. yeah. Well, just be happy that you don't got a picture uh, like Mr. Jones does of like this like super slow mo like high def camera, and it's like. <laughs> the frame of this like my face right now and it's like my ass just like right in his shit like that like the brisk old brisk commercials yeah just like sweat flying off his face and i'm like dude you should have tucked like what's going on but yeah no the can my cannibal i i i've um yeah i kind of find that thing man if there are two things that i'm always a fan of being of, of having the best seat in the house for is the cannonball and the tomahawk chops. Mm. <laughs> Did you yeah. catch any of those? Did you catch any of those chops? It's hard no, for him. He, has a best. he wears a vest. He wears a tack vest. I was like, yeah, I, he, well, he was. Well, I know he heard it. He had the front row seat for the against the the first round guy. If I was a uh, slash Gallagher. Yeah, yeah, poor kid. <laughs> that poor kid. But well, it's funny because you know our you know the ref it goes up to him you know he the guy didn't even know he was going to work that night you know he came in just to uh do the training session before always bring your gear this and, is a know, second and, yeah. story yeah yeah, yeah literally said you, yeah that if you guys oh. hadn't picked it up the first time i'm saying that i'll always bring, always your, bring gear. your gear so you didn't even know he's gonna work and like you know i'm coming off the big uh, maryland championship loss you know what i'm saying i'm gonna make this tournament mine and you know this 
dude's been working, I think, like maybe like a year and some change, if that. And, you know, I'm trying to come like, yo, man, we're just going to go out there, have a quick, you know, a little back and forth. I'll give you some stuff. It'll be, it'll be fun. And then right before we, we hit, uh, we hit record on things, you know, hit action. He's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, sorry for throwing you in with Tomahawk. I hope your chest is going to be okay afterwards. Like right before he hits go. And I'm like, oh man, like, like I, I told him I was going to give him some chops and you know, he's like, you know, toughen up. Cause you know, I mean, I don't, I'm not one to uh, tap, uh, toot my own horn. You know, that's for, that's for, you know, other people to do, but, so I, um, did it. <laughs> I did it, dude. but yeah, no, I mean, kind of no sold him, but that's okay. <laughs> it made enough noise, but yeah, it was. I was like, oh, dude. So, yeah, they're fun. Chops are fun. What can I say? <laughs> yeah, and that's and the funny thing is, is like I've I've had like other matches where like dudes was like unzip my like don't zip my my uh my vest and then throw like your chop in, and yeah, I could wear a vest all I want. I will I will no sell that chop because I'm be like it's a vest it protects me. <laughs> But yeah, it does not stop the pain. Like I still feel it's, like, it's more blunt than like the acute and blunt pain. Yeah, you yeah, dodge yeah. the acute pain, right? right. Yeah. The surface pain, but you feel it right in your sternum, probably. Yeah, I got to who did I? Uh, uh, Cade Lothbrock, right? Uh, mm. Stockade. Uh, he chopped me, and I felt it through the pad, and I swore I was like, I still feel like a handprint. <laughs> it was heavy, and I was like. I liked it, but I was like, oh, but I would not want to take this without this vest on. (laughs) Yo, all right. That's very fun. So after a show, after your guys' match, I, you know, everybody has like their like routine thing that they want to do, but I'm just, (laughs) I want to know what's the post-match meal, post-match snack. Mm, Post match meal, snack. I thought the question was going in a different direction. Nah. Oh, man. (laughs) We um, all, we all, we all, okay, we all do it. No one wants to talk about it, but we all know we don't. We would talk about it, but we got food <laughs> on the mind, so. <laughs> I mean, honestly, all right, so, like, the way, you know, you know how you, you do these long drives, you know what I'm saying? You do all this, like, you know, and, like, as far as our, <laughs> as far as our, like, like you know, I said, very unorthodox upbringing, we, like, like, we lived at House of Pain for some time. Like, we were homeless for a while doing this stuff, yeah, you know what I mean? Sure. Like, we were, we've been, it was a very... Like I said, adversity, we, we thrive off of adversity and we've had a lot of it. So, I mean, there was times that literally like, and, and it, I think it's so embedded in us now to this day. Like if we're in West Virginia or upper uh, uh, Maryland, Western Maryland, yeah, Western Maryland, Pennsylvania yeah, area, right? we're the hitting, sheets, handle, we're hitting sheets, sheets any day of the week because we literally lived on this food. Like the Mottsburg, like dude, all like I'm telling you, the like is yeah, his thing. Yeah, no. the meatball sub is mine. Yeah, so like literally, yeah. if we could, we would just because I mean, dude, the deals were there. You know, yeah, what I'm saying the joint was fire. So like we, we would always make it a, a point to stop at a sheets probably after a match to, to add to add to the lore. Like, you know, we just created real quick. You know, being it being off the homeless vibes. Our biggest bed was was a wrestling ring, right? That's true. Which, which you know, fortunately, bigger than the California tall, King, right? You know, right. Right. Like, you know, our feet didn't finally hang off the edge of the bed. You know, we're pretty tall, so <laughs> we had that. But what's really cool, I don't think a lot of people know this. In that whole, like, I guess Panhandle area, ESPN Classic shows like a bunch of OG just pro wrestling, like like from Ed. the like San Martino era yeah. to like the uh, Eddie Gilbert like Texas stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yo, we got to see. You got to see JBL in the tag team. Don't remember who his partner was or who or uh or, or the name of the team, but against a team called the Ebony Express, which was the Harlem Heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and we, got, yeah. we got the water. We we're like, what? So the 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 Mots and, and the Meatball sub, 
sheets, yep. all that. Like it's just, yeah, it's a vibe. Yeah, totally. I mean, and if we're like, you know, if it's a good night, you know what I'm saying? We'll, we'll you know, we'll splurge for a good old steak, you know, good old fashioned mm-hmm. steak for the boys. You know what I mean? Right, right. But uh, majority of the time it's like, dude, we got to get back. We got stuff to do. Let's let's hit sheets and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah. So it was funny because like when I went to sheets uh, recently, everybody kept talking about that Dr. Pepper barbecue sauce. Oh, I, was, I was like, you know what? I was like, I tried it. I was like, I'm glad I did. Not my thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think yeah. it's a little overhyped. It's all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't put it on a meatball. So yeah, anyway, saying, yeah so like so. the mats and the meatball, they're, they're, they're perfect how they are. You know what I'm yeah. saying? We wouldn't want to change it for the world. You know what I mean? We don't need no barbecue sauce on that. <laughs> less right. is yeah, less is more sometimes. Exactly. 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 All right. So moving over to something I really do want to talk about is what's one of the hardest lessons you guys had to learn being in the game? Um. <clears throat> Reputation is hard to overcome, for yes. sure. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest ones um, mm. that we've had to learn. And you know, I mean, we got you know, we have kids. You know what I mean? Like, I have five kids. You know, my man has one over here. Like, maintaining the relationships with you know the mothers and the missing of the stuff is is tough. Very very tough. I got a lot more dates that I got to make up for him than him. You know what I mean? Because I got so many, but it still doesn't you know take down the fact that that is also a very uh, Hard thing. I mean, everyone says it, and it's true. I mean, it's tough. It's no. tough on the families. I also understand when a when a company views you as an asset versus just you know using you. You know what I mean? Um, uh, and, and sometimes you know when you start off with a company, that doesn't mean that every time every time you walk into a company, you're gonna sit there and believe like, oh, I'm I'm the top guy. Like I I need to be treated a certain way. No, uh, we definitely always want to earn our keep, right? But uh. At times, you know, you you see that people make you believe a certain thing, and um, then you realize, oh no, that's not the case, and, and you're really just playing with us, yeah, right. Um, so reputation, because uh, that 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 is huge. That is yeah. definitely huge. Um, as much as anybody wants to, you know, probably you know, blow smoke up their own ass and think that they can do whatever they want and things go unseen. No, it, you know what I mean, and, and that reputation will be spoken of, right? The boys will be boys and say what they want to say in that locker room, and that stigma will be created. Absolutely. So, um, that, and then again, understanding when you're being viewed as an asset versus just a a, a, a stepping stone. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that a lot. Like, just like know your worth and mm-hmm. just like, follow it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, then, you know, we have all these kids out here who are aspiring to be pro wrestlers. So what kind of advice would you give them? Find a good school. Yes. Find a good school. Don't waste time. Find a good school and, um, and learn it and rock with it and trust your trainers and trust your vets and just keep going with it. If you, I mean, you can look, you do, you can do all the drives. You can put in all the work. Um, But if you, if you go to a good wrestling school off star, if you put up that bread, to go to a pristine, like a pristine school, do it. You save your, I mean, it'll be money, but you're going to save your body years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like straight up. And that's just like a fact. I mean, I I have, I think we, I can speak for both of us. We don't have no regrets about our journey at all. We've had amazing times. We have low and high. And we're, we're right now we're feeling pretty high on yeah. our dreams. Yeah, like right sure. now, I think we're doing, you know, we're, 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 I, we're happy with where we are, but you know, there were times in, in, in that journey that were brutal, you know I mean? Absolutely. Like, like, you, you felt Absolutely like where, where's the next move, right? Right, and um, usually when you, when you do, you know, go to those better schools, you get pipelined into better situations, right? You meet uh, 
bigger names, not and not that the name size matters or whatever, but the knowledge, right? Yeah. Possibly who they may know if they see or, or you inspire them enough to want to reach out and help you on a different level, right? Uh, you know, you find yourself at certain companies where you don't get to network like that. Yeah. And it, and you could be sitting out here, you know, it's, it's almost like having scouts in pro sports. Right. And, and, and so, you know, that it puts you in those better situations for sure. Um, also, um, if, if you're someone who um, takes time for granted um, to, to respect, uh, to learn to respect and fear time in this game. Yeah. Right. Um, because no matter how hot you are, right. If you're not sitting here making the right moves or really, uh, being gung ho about it to a certain degree, um, you might get caught slipping. You never know, and then or or even an injury. An injury could set you back, right? Whatever momentum you have, right? But if if you're sitting here really putting that, you know, effort forward, you know, you'll you'll, you'll gain some ground. That hopefully that uh, even if you get injured, you come back and people still want to want want to uphold uh, the respect that you have before. You know what I mean? Uh, or the placement that you had in the game before. Yeah, probably. I mean, obviously, just shut up and listen. I mean, like everyone says it. It says it for a reason. Like, just shut your mouth. You know what I'm saying? Listen to people. And don't be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like in the wrestling industry, man, we got so many personalities and so much ego and so much toxic whatever the hell, right? Like, people sometimes forget, like, I I can meet somebody that's fucking 15 years in this game. If he's treating me like a prick just off break just because, I'm going to say something. I don't care about Like, fuck, I'm still a human being. So know that, yes, there is a respect that you should have for people that have been in this game, but don't sit there and just be belittled because of that. Because no one deserves, regardless of what it is, to ever be belittled in any scenario, you know, at all. Um, that's one of the big things that, like, <laughs> I guess, in theory, I guess you'd say we'd have to eat crow mm-hmm. um, on the actions that we were taking because of people just being assholes for no reason. Because yeah. we're not... Look, we're not gonna just we're not gonna sit there and just like straight up. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, right, we're people first and we're men second. And so, yeah. you know, when we're in that ring or in that locker room and you want to sit there and carry yourself a certain way with us, first off, we're not or gonna, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah anywhere, anywhere. Exactly. Cause like this is the same thing. Like, even people in their everyday jobs, we feel like because someone has a superior role or they're you know, they're superior, you allow them to talk to you a certain way. No, we we're not those guys. Like and, and no one should be. No one. That's like, the thing. No, no one, one should, should be, be really. Right. Yeah. And so we sit there and we do our best to always let you know, like, hey, bro, we we get that you know you're supposed to be the shit here. Yeah. But you know what? We're people, bro. Like, let's, let's, <laughs> yeah. like can you dial it back? And if not, then you know we you know we can't handle it accordingly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that moment is just uh, pick a hand. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> pick a hand. I leave that. All right, man. So. Been traveling around, been in a lot, a lot of different locker rooms. So I just need to know one do and one don't of the locker room. Um, one don't. Um, I would say is sit there and and try to like totally like spread all your stuff around <laughs> so that you like you know you're feeling like the most comfortable guy in the room. Right, especially when like you're one of the first guys. There's so many guys that do that, and it's like, bro, you really don't know how many guys are about to be here in a bit. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yo, okay, early bird catches the worm, bro. Like, totally right, but like, damn, why is your like yeah. your duffel bag five feet away from you? <laughs> like, why'd you create this whole little perimeter? Dark horses you? don't like clutter. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, we just sit there, don't like, like clutter. You know what I mean? The, the game is what it is, and like when guys come in, you know, especially like again going back to what I said, like or what he was saying about. 
you know, just respect. Like, yeah, you could be a vet or whatever, bro. But like, yo, this is all shared space. Yeah, like, you know, be a human, bro. Be a guy. <laughs> be a bro. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> damn, dude. We we seen guys like we yo, one name out there, and this guy, this guy's loved by everybody. Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy got ready. He showed up late. Got ready in like the the smallest space, not late, but like showed up last. Like you know what I mean? Like you know, he showed That's up last. Yeah, he got yeah, family. yeah, yeah, got exactly. family. So like, yo, he got ready in the smallest yeah. space. Didn't make a deal about it. He's like, okay, this is yeah. what I'm getting ready. Yeah. Literally, like his words when he walked in the room. Yeah. Right. But you got guys over here. You know, they're like they're like the Hulk Hogan of like the little corner. You yes. know, they own a wrestling, and then like yeah. But yeah, I think for me it would probably be uh uh wash your gear. Oh my god, yeah. please wash your gear. If wash your gear and the and the shit you come out to your out gear, you know what I'm saying? Like wash that too. Like just do it. Oh like, entrance gear, because entrance yeah, gear gets missed a because lot. Because yeah, entrance gear, people are like, ah, I only wear it out. But it's like you're nervous, you're sweating, you know, you put the you know the baby oil, the, the hair, you know, like, whatever. Just wash the joint, bro. Like I guess there's nothing more to say. Just just do it. You know what I mean? Just wash it. <laughs> uh, I do. Um, and if you see any opportunity to help somebody out, um, you know, clearly nothing like outrageous, right? But, like, you see a guy sitting there worried about, oh, my gosh, maybe they're in a situation they need some scissors, right? You got them? Why not? Yeah. Right? That's an extra tape. Sure. Yeah, tape, whatever, right? Like, things like that. Um. It goes a long way, right? And because even if you were sitting there, want to be selfish with your resources, right? Eventually, like, yo, you you might become the guy. Like, yo, this is the guy. He's always prepared. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, be honest, Gary. Like, anybody's like, oh, we need something. That's the guy right there, right? And, and, and immediately, you know, I'm I mean, saying yeah. allow, allow yourself to be used, but yo, it, people see, oh, if he's this prepared, then that means he has a special dedication to our craft. Like little things like that stand out. You know it, right? You hear it all the time. So yeah, yeah stuff like that. Yeah, it's like me. It's like I always provide everyone with tape. You know, like every single show. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, <laughs> you want like tape? You come to him. <laughs> you come to me. I always have. It. No, I never. That's my like my one of my big my big don'ts is I always forget tape. <laughs> so I'm always that dude. Like, hey man, please, like, God, just. Just a little bit. Just give me a piece, man. Let me get a piece of that tape. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny you mentioned because, like, uh, like at the shows, like at all the shows, right? Like, I have like things like all the time with me, right? So, like, I remember uh, Prince Machiavelli. Like, mm-hmm. I, he's my brother, right? Good guy. Good guy. Good yeah, guy. he was just like, "Ayo," he's like, "Ayo, Cliff, you got any tape?" And by that time, like, other people in the locker room were hearing it too. I was like, "Yeah." Uh, what color do you want? And he was just like, uh, yo, you got you got black? And I was like, yeah. So I threw him like a roll of black tape. Everybody's like, hey, uh, do you have do you have this color? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have this up, like I have a like I yeah. have a blue roll. I have a white one. I have a pink one. Yeah, I got the blue off, roll. They start throwing off the back of the uh, Crayola box joints. Like you got magenta? What about turquoise? You know what I'm saying? Like what about like, sunset? Yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like buy this random tape just because like I'll see a roll, it's like pretty cheap. I'm like, yo, let me pick that up. I don't know when I'm gonna use it, but I might. Just, you may like, be a hoarder. <laughs> you may be a hoarder. That may be that might be why it might be why my wrestling bag is so heavy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just loaded with tape. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. These dumbbells are gonna be using the match eventually. They gotta be. It's a gimmick. It's a it's gimmick. A gimmick. Right. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome, yeah. 
Hey, so those are all my heavy hitting questions, but we do got to get into the second best segment of this podcast. You're probably wondering what the first is. It's the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. So, you know, be in tune with that. But this is the 10 count questions, the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And this is how it works. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you guys rapid fast. And whatever your guys' answers are, that's your answers. Okay. So we got to come quick. Yeah. (laughs) Our <laughs> specialty, baby. <laughs> man, bam, thank you, man. Five kids, I would expect nah, you to have you know some temple now. The reason why your baby mom's favorite text. So these like one word answers or like what? Do you, what do you That's really kind of your choice. I'm not really going to hold you to it. So but we are going to put on the imaginary timer for ad pressure. Bing, and here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Yeah. It's the uh, favorite. People. Favorite movie. Good fellas. James Allen Bob. Oh, yeah, James Allen Bob. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I'll go James Allen Bob. Yeah. Uh, Superbad. Sonic or Mario? Sonic. Uh, Mario. 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 crazy. Mario. <laughs> Favorite color? Green. Navy blue. Uh, Night owl blue. or early bird? Night owl. Night owl. You know how we do. Yeah. So you can see the bags for Come on, baby. We got to celebrate after we win, <laughs> dude. Right. Come on. Favorite submission? Indian death Ooh. line, baby. <laughs> Somebody's girlfriend. Hey! Ooh. <laughs> um, so no, yeah, um, children. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A sharpshooter, but only when it's somebody who has that as their finish. Mm. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Xbox. Favorite podcast? Done. Three count, baby. Three count, podcast three count, right baby. there. One, two, on. three. One, two, three, baby. We got it on here. What you mean? Right, right. It's not like we're like marketing everywhere about where we no, are. There's only one logo, I think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Hmm. Wait, 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 wait. EWA roster-wise, who have you had already? Because I don't want to say somebody you already had. Uh, well, let's be... So now you guys, right? We've had obviously pure ignorance, right? Because Chaz mm-hmm. and myself are friends, and oh, uh, well, he's like he's my he's my brother. I pick on him all the time. And then Prince, we've also had on. We've also had the new one, uh, Noah Idol, who's attached to him. Uh, TJ Sykes has been on. Uh, <laughs> let's see who else has been on. Rico has been on. Okay, Rico. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, so I think I know you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. There's only two. I mean. Sly's car. Like you have yeah. to get Sly on here. Like all right, these are the two then. You yeah, don't understand. Sly. So. Okay. And the other one is Corey. Corey, yeah. 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 So, yeah. Like, Corey, Corey Bush, Sly Scarpone, and the Dark Horses are the muscle money in the mass. Nice. Like, you know what I'm saying? You know the muscle is big. Oh, I'm bad for your health. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Rocky Balboa, youngin. Of course, mm-hmm. you know, mass is obviously Corey Bush. Bush. Dude's like 800 million pounds. And then and the money, money, you know what I'm saying? You know, look at these right here, right here, baby. Look at these faces. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we, you're blessed we didn't put down the lots either. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the muscle money, we've had, uh, we've had some. Very interesting night. Look, look, if there's ever been a warning for a faction to exist, (laughs) this is it. (laughs) The day anyone makes this happen, like, no, we're taking over. Yeah, I'm excited because, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, obviously he had the big feud with Corey Bush. You know, I've never, we only got to work uh, Sly once in a tag match with Mm -hmm. Cole at the uh, Sweet 16 Mm -hmm. tag. No, and what's the ATCW? NACW, right, right. But so I'm getting, you know, I'm going for the heavyweight after winning the tournament, obviously. You're getting a one on one with Sly. So I got to do get a one on one with him. I'm very excited about that on uh, March, uh, May 21st. So that's going to be interesting. But so I get to I get to see me match versus one having the money. You feel me? So that's going to be fun. But definitely, Sasha Arpon, that dude will give you sound bites four days. Yeah. yeah. Like four days. <laughs> and Corey will too. 
Yeah, it'll be a very controversial episode with Sly, but it'll be really funny. (laughs) It's like you're talking to the Johnny Lawrence of like pro wrestling. (laughs) Like, you know, it's the perfect description of what he's going to give you. And then last but not least, my favorite my favorite question to ask anybody who comes on this podcast, favorite curse word. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like I knew I was gonna get two different answers. I was like, yeah. yeah. Of course, top two top two curse words are like all time. You gotta ask. And one of them's totally fun to do. all the time. The other one one relaxes you, so it's, it's good. Yeah, <laughs> they help in both ways. Dark horse stories about coming and going out. You know what I mean? That's that's exactly right. the bit. Do you censor this, by the way? Did you even ask you? Is this a kids' program, yeah, right? Yeah. Nope. Nope. Okay, <laughs> definitely okay, not. And I'm definitely right, gonna right, mark right. that button today on YouTube. <laughs> hey, so let all of our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. You know, you know the steps on Instagram at the underscore dark underscore horses at two X T M H K. For those that you don't know, Tomahawk is spelled T M H K. Yeah, no need for vowels when you this money. That's you right. feel me? And then at, for me, it is at underscore grizzly underscore O. And on Facebook, just look up the dark horses. It'll be the one with our glorious faces on it, and it'll say your baby mother's. Favorite tag team. As it should. And don't forget to check out ProWrestlingTees.com. Dark Horses shop on there. We got some nice merch. Also, you know what? You got to check out one of the guys that definitely uh, puts uh, his hand on our merch and make sure that he makes us look as good as we do. At ENV Original on Instagram. Uh, uh, You you see our faces on our merch, and he's part of the reason why it happens, right? right. And uh, this guy's a wizard behind the the computer, too, though. We'll say that. So. Oh, stop. You're making me blush. No, and definitely check out that YouTube. We're definitely going to be working on it soon. Yes, that is, that, that is, is in the works. It's in the works. Apologize for that. It's been in the works for a while, but it's happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Mm-hmm. So definitely tune in and check it out. That, well, there happening. you guys have it. They gave you everything that they're going to be a part of, and they, can, and they tell you where you guys can find them. So you know what that means. Like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take this home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I am your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, which by now you would be calling me because you know better, it's never about me. It's about who's entering because you have to have a good Sherpa to lead you there. So he's been, they've been there. They've done that. They can do it better than I can. So that's why they came on. You guys see him right next to me. It is the Dark Horses, and you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or you just wait for this episode to end, you wait for that outro, and then you choose another episode to listen to. There's a bunch of them all over they, the place. They hit that whole aisle, like right there. There's like a whole bunch us. of them. Look at that. Oh my gosh. Remember the guy in the head, bro? <laughs> that, bro. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. 
we want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.